Hello and welcome to another episode of Artist Date. I am Pedro Bonato. And Jana Komarniska. And today we are in beautiful Pamukkale in Turkey. And, uh, well, it's really cool because sometimes there's like balloons on the background out of nowhere. And today we actually want to take you on a little adventure showing the behind the scenes of our creating content on the road. So it will be a little bit different than the, our episodes before where we're just talking about what we're doing. We're actually going to show you a little bit more of our process of creating content for the Yana Dance Club, for creating a whole new fine art series that I'm working on. And um, social media, YouTube, and don't worry, we'll be talking to us. Yes, we will be talking a lot. But and it's, it's, it will be a very interesting conversation about also like difference between Instagram and reality, but with a twist. So stay with us. So we had three days of non-stop shooting in Pamukkale, and then suddenly we appeared in this cave here in Cappadocia, which we randomly found by getting a car and walking around. But what we were going to do today in this episode, as I said previously, is we're going to talk about our creative process in Pamukkale. So let's go. So that was quite a non-stop marathon of shoots of different kinds in Pamukkale. And suddenly we're here in Cappadocia, literally first morning after long night on bus, getting car, we haven't even checked in the uh, to the hotel. Uh, you probably can see how tired at least I am. <laughs> but since our today's episode is basically probably will be about shooting and comparing Instagram life to reality, I think is the most appropriate moment to stop and yeah, record it. The original idea was uh, to record, we did this three days of shoots in Pamukkale. It was really cool to, to, to record there and to actually have extra time because usually people go there for like just a couple of hours sometimes or a day at most. And we were able to take advantage of the spot for like three days and even see different things throughout the days, how uh, how they are. And uh, our idea was to record the artist date in between our shoots on the, uh, during our, our recordings. But what happened was that we had timed it sort of like, okay, in the morning we're going to do this, this, this and that. And then on Sunday when we were actually going to record, suddenly all these people coming in and out and we're getting out of... Uh, Not exactly. Because what? original plan, we would have time, but on the second day, we got additional idea, which kind of right. happens with creative yeah, life, yeah, yeah. to do additional shoots yeah. and to expand. And the idea was very cool. And then basically a bunch of stuff happened. Then people also at some point came. Also, Pamukkale reality is 40 degrees, literal, yeah. under the sun. So at some point it was like, okay, no chances. We need just to get ready to get to bus at some point. And that's why we're here already. Yeah, so let's talk a little bit about, about uh, we're going to try not to focus on Cappadocia. That will be a uh, subject of the next episode and the next episode. But for we're just sitting here so that to familiarize yourself with, um, Cappadocia is sort of like in the central Anatolia region. It's sort of like in the middle of Turkey. And uh, Pamukkale is closer to the coast. And we started our adventure, if you saw our last episode, was in uh, Istanbul. And then we came to this uh, small, charming city called Izmir, that where we actually did 
some cool like photo shoots uh did a little bit of shopping a little bit of a uh, like recordings for uh things for like well, dance shoots for yana previous episode was recorded there too right Agora. yes true <laughs> yes and then also uh i was able there right on the last day we we're able to interview a very cool miniature uh, artist mm -hmm. in his beautiful uh like studio slash shop in uh in Izmir in the big market there so that will come out sometime it's a soon separate video yes. and it's worth watching yeah. for sure it's mesmerizing he's really cool and then uh when we came to uh, Pamukkale original idea was that I thought like this episode we would go a little bit into our creative process the and especially because we had this ideas of okay let's go there let's check it out we're going to be there for a few days we actually thought of okay we're going to go there for one maybe two days and we're going to chill there is a swimming pool at our at our uh hotel we can just uh, chill and work in the computer because there's a backlog of stuff like uh, piling up and then suddenly we went there original ideas to do a couple of videos a couple of photos we'll be happy but maybe we'll be able to actually create content for uh wait for it small advertisement <laughs> for the yana dance club that is a platform that uh yana and i created where you can talk it's a teaching bit. platform for all dance lovers specifically ballet dancers appropriate for beginners intermediate advanced dancers there are many different programs it's not a course it's like educational platform how i see and you can choose different uh, like styles of training and one of the uh, component is so-called technique drills so it's a 20-minute video that we work on different elements aspects of technique or dance skills in general and our original idea was to record to try to see if we can record one of those technique drills in Pamukkale in that beautiful gorgeous uh, space which while we were recording expanded to do three technique drills and full intensive basically yes yeah. co compiling them in a themed intensive uh, inspired by the place itself and the power of visualization yeah and we we're talking about this like i mentioned you can sign up and take a look at the anodesclub.com but i'm mentioning that not only because it's our we're sponsoring ourselves during the trips and this is one of the way to do it one of the ways to do it but mainly because we were actually creating content for the Yana Dance Club over there and what we saw was that so they have a, a little bit of a context to Pamukkale it's this uh, Pamukkale Europolis is this basically this complex that has this white stones I think the, I can't remember the material specifically that is on top of it but it's basically this like minerals that make all the stone be super white and it has been used as like this thermal pools since the times of the Romans because there's Europolis the city on the top and I think that even goes back to Hellenistic times so there are at least three or four different civilizations including the uh, uh, Byzantium and, uh, and Romans and before that the Greeks that have used that space and um, I was very interested also not only on the on Pamukkale as this like beautiful natural space but by these interactions between nature and this human created like pools that people go to even today to do something that if, the, during Roman times they did and if you are 
on uh, like on social media at all, if you're on like on Instagram, you probably saw this beautiful like like beautiful places like like Pamukkale, like people walking in slow motion in the waters <laughs> and they're alone there and all that. And then we thought it would be it's part of the allure of going to a place like this, yeah. right? And then uh, we went there and we actually experienced it from beginning to end, like for basic, I think more than 20 hours of shooting and doing stuff over there. Well, first day we went from eight because we thought we thought that place opens only at eight, which is a travel tip for everyone who go goes there. There are two entrances. One opens at eight, but South Gate entrance opens actually at 6.30. So first day we went from 8 till 6 for sure because yeah. 5.30 we start going down yeah. so and then next day we went there at 6.30 we were right first one of the first like, people to enter and we stayed there till like 3 p.m. I think yeah, yeah, and then the last day it was also starting from 6.30 till maybe 1 or 2 and then we back, get back to hotel to, to prepare, prepare to, everything to go to travel, <laughs> not yeah. to be late for bus <laughs> Yeah, so um, our original idea was just to maybe create a couple of uh, things there. And one of the things besides the uh, the content for Yana Dance Club that we're going to create there, I wanted to do, as you, if you saw on the previous episodes in the Agora, I'm starting this new project, this new photography project. And I actually wanted to, in, um, in uh, Izmir, what I did was sort of like a pilot version of this. I wanted to see if it would work, like sort of like just uh, testing the waters. And then in... Uh, Pamukkale, I remember that they had this beautiful theater, but I didn't know it was going to be so beautiful. So then we also like were working on creating the at least the first attempt uh, uh, to create the a style of photo that I wanted to do that recreates these uh, ancient places according to what they like used to be in a way. But it was my idea was sort of like as if you have a photographer that goes back in time and create a photo on that place, but knowing everything that happened since then if that sort of makes sense <laughs> and uh, so that was one that was very cool to do it was sort of like on the plan but we started walking i think we should mention this because on all the photos of pamukkale you see these waters and it's all about the water there is the white but it's all about the water flowing and when we got there we noticed that most of the pools as we were coming up they actually had no water. Yeah, they were dry. And we are talking about advertisement photos for this place, even like official advertisement uh, photos of Turkey. They all show like those pools full of water and people walking in between. And there are two things. First of all, most of the pools, especially on the first day, which is also the, the little like trick there, what we discovered there, but the first day was very dry. And second, on most part, where is this beautiful white spaces, you cannot really step, which they don't let people, like, in order to preserve the nature, if some everyone starts walking, uh, probably it will destroy eventually. So, first, you cannot walk in shoes at all there, which yeah. is the and topic feet, on its own. <laughs> yeah, the, your feet will hurt like hell. They never, whenever people are walking in slow motion in Pamukkale, it's like either you're walking on the on the water that has that mud, which is really nice, or you're walking on the uh, parts that sometimes are nice. Yes, there sometimes are some. they're nice, but there are times that it's like I think the the others are just nice because the others are horrible. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, there is one part that is absolutely terrible and it's very stony and and hurts. But to me, majority of parts was very nice and smooth. You just need to 
choose where exactly to Remember stop. Remember that she weighed half of what I weigh. My feet need to carry a lot of load plus equipment. So. It was all the equipment. It was yeah. all the equipment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, so it was interesting to like, so that in itself, like sort of there is this Instagram versus reality kind of a thing. And I remember passing by, like, there's like not many people in the beginning when we went there. And then suddenly this guy passes by and sees all this. And I noticed this all the time that you had either guys taking photos of girls or girls taking photos of guys, depending on the culture, maybe subject to, to talk about. But the guys pass by and say, oh, Instagram, Instagram, Instagram. Like, he was sort of like poo pooing the idea of people taking photos over there, which is kind of interesting because I thought, how would you have known about this place if it wasn't for this massive platforms like Instagram? Like I remember loving like um, uh, like travel and uh, remember loving like ancient places, but I have never heard of uh, Pamukkale until um, until seeing it on social media. Well, many places. I mean, someone may not agree, but uh, many places like this where really boomed from touristic point of view with the boom of social media like instagram facebook like i heard uh, even comments from people who traveled a lot to bali uh, that uh before boom of instagram bali was it of course it was touristic but it was way chiller and then now suddenly everyone goes there mm -hmm. the same i heard about cappadocia that even like 10 years ago, if you say, oh, I go to Cappadocia, people are like, oh, what's that? Like majority masses. And now uh, someone commented, all respectable, uh, self-respected Instagram bloggers have to have a photo in Cappadocia balloons. <laughs> yeah, even here, we haven't been there yet, but because uh, we just arrived. But apparently some of the hotels and some of the, 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 the restaurants, they actually separate the little carpet with this place for people to, to, to take photos. And in Pamukkale, that's one thing that usually people talk about. Uh, there are even memes like they show this person with like beautiful dress in let's say Santorini. And then that's like Instagram and then reality. It's like all these people going in and all that stuff. And sort of like, but the way that I was seeing, especially throughout these days, uh, this idea of Instagram versus reality, I was also thinking it's like, it was funny for us because we shot, let's say, on the first day for like, I don't know, eight, seven hours. I don't know how long we shot barefoot in the sun. Like, oh, poor me. But <laughs> like, but like we, we shot for so long. And uh, at some point we said, you know what? Let's just try the, the thermal water, see how they are. And we actually spend some time there just chilling and enjoying after, after work. And what I was thinking was that most people about the Instagram reality kind of thing that, were, that I saw going there, they go with the bus tours at like super heat. And uh, there is the whole thing about like the tour buses sometimes being like you spend two, three hours in the place, you're hurried, hurried, hurried. We certainly had that, that experience in, in Egypt. And then suddenly they take you to, um, to a shop to and they, where they get a commission, right? So are they not really necessarily working on your best interests sometimes? Yeah. And uh, but the, the people there, what they want is the Instagram moment. They're not there to enjoy the, the, the water. It's actually very difficult with, with uh, that many people unless you go at, a, at certain specific times, which are not actually when there is not many people because you actually want the warmth of the sun, so which is not that early in the morning. But you remember the very fun part, uh, what we discovered that, okay, in the morning, the next day when we came, between 6.30 to 8.39 uh, is the chillest part in terms of number of people. So it's the best time to take photos, those Instagram looks like there are still people around. 
uh, but it's way easier and it's more chill, relaxed, way less. Then starting from like 10 till end of the day, it's filled with people. It's super like crowded, like plus the sun, plus everything, plus for you to take a photo, like nice pose, etc. You, it's sometimes some spots are impossible or you need to really to wait 10 minutes to catch the two seconds in between 10 minutes that there is no one. You can click the camera and then hope the photo is nice. But what we noticed even on the first day, because we went to thermal waters just to chill a little bit, it was around five. There's it was no filled, oh, but before, yeah. no, people were around, it was full, but not in the waters. Because right. people were rushing, most of the people come there with tour buses, and they're rushing to see everything, and it's a huge space. It's not just, when we call it thermal water, there is a bunch of space. And I heard a lot of tour guides were uh, also encouraging people to go to so-called Potter baths, with natural mineral water, but entrance there was paid yeah. to swim for thermal waters of like uh, those pools. It's an ancient uh, pool. It's an ancient uh, pool yeah. from those times. But those white pools, it was already included in the entrance fee. You don't need to pay anything extra. It's right there with beautiful view. But people were not really encouraged to go there and they were uh, rushed to see everything, including theater, Europolis, museum, Cleopatra bath, uh, this long path through this white mountain, and be on time for bus. So yeah. they didn't have time to just stop and enjoy water. And water was so cool there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very interesting. But then one of the advantages so in terms of our creative process, because usually we would, let's say, create like a, like short dance videos uh, to, to, for Instagram promotion and also inspiration of like uh, one of the things we started doing a few years ago was to why not use the world as your stage for dancing, right? So we started creating this then, then afterwards, like a lot of dancers started doing that too, which is like who everyone doing their own uh, flavor of dancing around the world, which is cool. But we always like to do that and sort of like be inspired by the place. And then since there was one of the, the, the spots there that had like all that white on the background, that was like, it reminded me, this is for the geeks out there. It's uh, reminded me of the Fortress of Solitude, the house of Superman. And uh, it was like this beautiful spot. And then we thought, oh, you know what? How about we try to record? We first recorded a little dance video there. And then I said, oh, why don't we record? There's no one walking in this spot specifically. Why don't we record a proper class? Here, right and then Yana recorded that class and as we were walking down and walking around we came up with this idea of oh why not do a class that is inspired a series of classes that is inspired by the place in terms of the psychology of the place so it's less than a technique about specific move but more of a inspiration for for people to actually be in that environment as if you go on a retreat to a beautiful spot to to dance or to meditate or to do yoga why not do that for dance and we've been sort of doing that uh, like uh, for a while because we shot in egypt we shot in brazil we shot at beaches we shot at beautiful locations different kinds of studios but i think in pamukkale had this different feel that was um and then you came up in very specific yeah. ways of uh, tying up dance movement and dance mentality to the elements of the the spot it came up naturally because when we were recording first drill like i was dancing okay it's not just about the white surrounding nice background i'm literally dancing on the mud which was kind of dry 
that put because uh, we were first drill that we were recording it was inside the pool those like uh, white pools but it was dry so there was no water but the mud was not hard so as if i was walking like i felt it it it's still soft underneath it's like a clay yeah it's clay basically yeah it's better not yeah. a mud clay and uh, of course for me it came natural to refer to the sensation because I do believe in visualization in dance and sometimes in movement, in any movement practices, not just in dance, sometimes it's easier to come up with some imagery rather than try to think, oh, this muscle activate here or move here, or move like this. It's more like come up with some image which will naturally open your body or naturally will lead your arm or your hip or your leg. So in that class, it naturally came up like referring to also like clay in this mud, uh, uh, beautiful white white mud <laughs> right yeah. uh, underneath you and then as we were talking you suggested oh why not we take advantage of this nature this human like uh, element together and what other elements we can explore in Pamukkale and then it end up with the whole intensity that we'll re release in the future like soon at the end of this club about power of visualization and we did one drill little in the water so not on the dry yeah. pool, in actual pool there. And we, for those drills, we, for one of those, which because it was already the last day and all these new ideas, plus what was planned to shoot for the last day, it all came up together. So uh, on the uh, last day, we started with the drill in the water because we had to catch when it's the least amount of people and still people were passing by. Uh, which adds layer to camera person to make sure you don't capture it because in the video nobody really appears. And for me, it's also another layer of like Instagram reality. I guess we are mixing today. So yes. like you topic one, yeah, me topic another. It's all mixed together on the episode. So uh, for me, it was also the um, challenge of posing both for photos and videos. With all those people around and for recording educational material it's not that they will bug me although in brazil we had once you remember i was recording in front of camera at the beach and the person comes to me i'm with mike obviously doing something in front of camera and the person comes and tries to talk to me right <laughs> right yeah. in the middle of recording this didn't happen in pamukkale when you record <laughs> when you do audiovisual work and when you do photography work uh, it's not even a matter like yeah people are there in the world like so it's like it's your job to not have to uh, like to, to deal with that but yeah you're recording a person comes on camera and try to talk to you at least they didn't wave or didn't show extra parts or anything like that right but that's yeah, besides right. the point so in Pamukkale this didn't happen but still like the path was like it's still very narrow where people people passing by through you and they uh, may stop and look at you and it distracts like and it's still different, like during performances, I remember I was like, okay, they watch at me, cool. That's, that's, the point. <laughs> that's the point. But when you're recording in this mindset of class and you're trying to concentrate what's happening and you're dancing on this different terrain that, okay, on the pool it was actually not just mud, it was a stone that I kept stepping on. So you're trying to concentrate and deal with that. And then suddenly someone passes either in a super bright t-shirt and it just distracts your mind and you go there or they walk and they start talking between themselves 
they don't realize all their voice will be on the video plus it's also a distraction of, for me so it adds another layer so uh, in this case uh, the earlier you go to this and Pemikal is the touristic spot especially yeah. this white mountain that you and it's like the most but that's why like all instagrammers like bloggers all say like oh if you want good photos or videos you have to come before the crowd comes super early and on that days last two days in order to be there at 6 30 literally to enter with the once the cashier opens the ticket um, ticket sales uh like i had to wake up at 4 30 a.m to, to prepare and then the night before prepare everything to like clothes music etc and the same applies also to photos we had one ridiculous experience in pamukal of shooting very sensual like jewelry oh. mysterious look the photos i love how they came up but the scenery, how we were shooting it? Take a look at, I will insert it right here. It's worth taking a look at Instagram versus reality. I found like, I also, because we were a bit like late in schedule in terms of lighting uh, to, to do that photo over there. Uh, I was like, okay, I there was this blasting sun and there was this little one place that had shade. And for this photo, I knew it was going to be better to have it's all about eyes so you don't want to have the sun right up on like on your face so i decided okay let's try to do it on a shadowy part and there was literally like a little square where yana was being super nicely and then suddenly all these people around they're just in actually they everybody's taking their own photos so they don't care so but the funniest part whenever even for the first drill when we were recording we chose the furthest the most let's say uninteresting like just plain dry pool there is more interesting touristic main spots where everyone takes photos we chose that one and what do you think people see someone oh probably there's something interesting there and they go exactly to the spot mm -hmm. that you're trying to avoid the crowd and the same happens with spot and i remember for me it was like first of all it's very shallow water and i had to pretend i'm all in water so i was really laying down in a weird very weird position trying not to get jewelries touching the water because water has a lot of this uh, clay you know, calcium yeah. whatever it is and I, was like, I don't want to put them on jewelry uh it was in the shadow and still morning, so it was super cold. <laughs> and all these people, not only oh. like looking what is going on, but also walking and sometimes passing between Pedro's camera and me. It's like yeah. I'm laying in the water and someone's leg passed right in front of me. Yeah, it was funny. I even noticed this in one of the photos that we took because we got like a couple of references of images. Uh, this Instagram versus reality kind of thing. And that's actually a real phenomenon that happens because of uh, and I love it that you have like these beautiful images, which is, let's say, almost idealized. Sometimes they are dishonest, but let's say whenever they're just idealized, like the best moment, it's like even though you have all these people around you, there is that moment, right? And that's what a, photo a photograph that is fiction is trying to recreate, to try to create, in a way, truth through fiction, right? The idea, the ideal that you're trying to to accomplish and to that i think it's a beautiful thing right and it's also it's a pointer to point to what we want which is this beautiful open space where, where we can sort of like be together with people but be alone as well right so that's sort of like in terms of uh i don't know in terms of photography i think it's something that happens a lot with uh with people but then we got like some reference photos because we thought okay the sometimes people photoshop balloons in 
uh, in Cappadocia or even in this case in Pamukkale and you saw this very cool photo that Tiana thought, oh, this would be cool. Like, let's, and I even found exactly where they, they, they shot the photograph. And we were noticing on the first day, they were like, we were a bit too late for balloons because they go really, really, really early in the morning. And then on the second day, they, we saw like one balloon we, going in that direction. On the second day, we specifically woke up and went super early for balloon shoot. I wanted like a, at least a photo or video even. I thought, oh, that would be so cool. I came up yeah. with like what to, to, to wear, like what to do. Uh, cool. And there were no balloons. <laughs> no balloons. Yeah, it was funny. And then, of course, we know that um, they sort of like sometimes it depends on the weather. So the balloons will come out depending on the weather, depends on the how many people booked it, right? Because uh, in Pamukkale, it's sort of like a, the second option instead of Cappadocia. Usually people go for balloons in Cappadocia and we'll see how that goes and we'll tell you how it is. But in uh, Pamukkale, it's also very pretty and we saw from our hotel room, which actually booked through Airbnb, just a side note. And the owner said that they actually get better commissions through Airbnb as a hotel and it was cheaper than on Expedia or other websites. So that's just a little um, and it's interesting side note. Typical in Turkey, I noticed there are a lot of hotels who put their listings on Airbnb because typically yeah. Airbnb is not for hotels. Yeah. But in Turkey, you can find a lot of that. And in that case, also like shout out to, to that uh, hotel because it was like a family business. It was... Uh, Bella Maritino. Bella Marino. Yeah. Bella Marino. Yeah. And they... Uh, and they, it was very cool to see the, the balloons. Like when we woke up, you could see on the windows, like yeah. them just going First up. day, I didn't expect. Day, I yeah, literally opened like the opened the window. I was like, ah, oh, balloons. Yeah. <laughs> so we were like very excited about that. Didn't know that the weather it also changes. Like, so we, we're not sure. And okay, we took our photos. And then I know it's okay, probably, because even with the path of the balloons, it's very unlikely that these three balloons in that photograph would be so close together with that angle and so well positioned in related in relationship to the model that I thought, okay, they composited it in. So it's not like it could stay there for 10 years and you would not see those three balloons together. <laughs> right. So interesting. Uh, on the other hand, as you will see on the videos here, we gave up actually we the first day yes, for balloons, yes. we gave up. We start walking down to record the technique drill. Suddenly a balloon appears. Behind me, yeah. right there. And then on the last day, when we were actually not thinking about balloons at all, we're like, okay, let's go shoot our stuff. And then suddenly I'm recording this uh, uh, video of Yana, and suddenly the balloon is coming back, and I see from the corner of my eye, because Yana said she's looking to see like where people are, like um, coming down and up, and me, I'm always looking to see if anyone is going to do like sounds, if they want to go into the shot, like just to see how to frame it. And then I saw through, through the corner of my eye, oh, I think the balloon is coming up. Should I stop Yana to take a photo because this is like perfect the balloon was coming up right when we were shooting the one of the one of the classes. So those are the things like in terms just to finish off this idea that uh, there is this Instagram versus reality kind of like say shallow version of this. And of course there is, let's say, wrong uh, propaganda, like uh, wrongful propaganda. I don't know, like a wrongful advertisement. I don't know what the word would be for it. Promise. Yeah, like it's like, dude, the waters are not filled in Pamukkale. Show the white, not don't show everything filled with water because that's not true. Unless it is true in certain parts of the year and not other parts of the year. But that's like, it's sort of, this, it's really cool. We ended up getting three classes in a beautiful spot, which would not be able to do it if it was all in water, for example. So, uh, and the other thing that I was thinking is that um, in terms of this, uh, 
Instagram versus reality is also that when I, we went to this theater, and I guess we'll talk about this later, and when I saw all these people there, like, looking at the theater and uh, the place where I wanted to take a photo, remember, Yana got very emotional, like, uh, for, for her own reasons, going to the theater. I got very emotional. It's like, oh, cool, I'm actually starting this new project. I'm very excited about it, and I'm not sure how I'm going to do certain parts of it. And um, I had, even with all those people around, I had a very deep personal experience. And you can, you can be alone with the space in your mind. You really don't need to show the, oh, how, let's say, privileged you are to be alone in that space because we can all be together and be alone in the space and enjoy it. And in a way, the fact that so many people go there, it's one of the beautiful things yeah. about beautiful places that they're not hidden from the world. As creators, you're trying to show people. And whenever you're successful, you're actually able to showcase, look, come here and look. Okay, there will be a bunch of people. There will be sometimes some assholes around. But in general, you will see beauty. And that's worth doing. It's better than spending your time on Instagram looking at pretty photos in that sense. Well, there is some... Uh... Uh, interesting point in also spending uh, time and looking on Instagram photos sure. to find different places. But I guess uh, another thing for because we all remind people like always we we hear remind us like oh remember Instagram is the best moments. Don't compare your life to someone else's life because it's a, like the best shots. You don't know really what's happening. But I also was thinking like uh, it's kind of a. I mean, those kind of photos existed always, but it's kind of also a phenomenon of literally what we call Instagram photos that is creation of beauty and fantasy. It's like photoshopping balloons. I will be sad if someone like photoshopped balloons in a place that there is no chance to get uh, balloons and then said like, oh, there are balloons and then I want to go see myself and then discover there's no one like balloons there. And at the same time, I start thinking about it, but for the sake of photo, is there no value in that as a creating a beautiful image for this excitement and this inspiration for someone to see and have this moment like oh, wow that's cool like is there no value in just that two seconds of being inspired by seeing something beautiful depends on the i get what you're saying but it depends on the intention yes like course. i love like oh like 99 percent of my photos are things that do not exist in the real world right like fine art photos or like the things we create together like they are Let's say they're not reportage, they are creations yep. on purpose, right? With the purpose of inspiring according to a story, to a mood, to a dance, to a song, like to all sorts of like things that can inspire uh, art. But in the case of whenever you see, let's say, more of a, in, let's say, Instagram influencers, let's say, or let's say, when you're basically doing an ad to go to that place. Yeah. Because let's be difference. honest, that's what people are doing whenever, or at least they're creating those beautiful photos in the hopes that the companies that are there will sponsor them to showcase the beautiful places. If it is an honest portrayal of the place, great. If it is not, then I think I have a little bit of a problem with that. I have no problem with, let's say, oh, that day there were no balloons, but it's a place that in general has balloons. Mm -hmm. So let me put the balloons for, for there. Sure, maybe that would be like a cool, like, 
version of of that but it's sort of like if you're trying to mask reality in the sense that you will never be able to see this but i know this is what you want so mm. let me sell yeah, you that so that's the of course it's cool if you're never planning on going to the place i'm glad actually someone actually went and created those photos uh and that's me, a photographer that loves Photoshop and loves to put stuff like to make things that like to create fantasy. But I think there is a, a difference between that. I think that's what I was, I was mentioning this idea of like fiction as truth or, or fiction as deception, right? Which is basically this idea of false advertisement or an inspirational image, yeah. right? So I think there is uh, something to that. And it was very, even what we did, like, let's say for the classes that we were creating there, we were like, okay, where is the best moment environment that we can create those classes to take people that sometimes could not even afford to go there and like dance or do like anything on that spot. And we're able to craft the space and the time where there was no other people around, no people bugging anyone. And then we can actually record those classes. There. And of course, there is value in that sort of uh, inspiration. I just think like if people think, oh, so if I go there, I can just hang out and be like do my yoga, then uh, no, you're not going to be able yeah. to. I mean, you could, but it would be funny. That's why I was saying like Instagram, basically this phenomenon of Instagram photos is a fantasy in general, because even on my Instagram, it will be just a selection of certain photos like i doubt i will show like those crowded uh, uh that's why i have artist date i'm going to insert everything <laughs> yeah but not on like social media it yeah. still will be a selection of like best moments and the impression from social media may be like oh it's so chill and lonely etc it's like ah no that's why we created artist day to also talk about these yeah. things but and i think one of the things that is now that i think about it like uh, i noticed that People start, there's this evolution of being this, people being deceptive about the things and people being smart about this. So pe people being like good institutions. For example, I see a lot of uh, Instagram uh, influencers on the Maldives, for example. Mm. And one thing that they do is to actually do a video tour of the space. Meaning you know exactly what's going on because it's way more difficult to Photoshop things uh, when you have like uh, when you're doing it on video, so there is this evolution of honesty in terms mm -hmm. of beauty. I think in uh, in those uh, things. So it's like it's of course not going to be as pretty as in the brochures. Even from McDonald's, you look at a <laughs> hamburger or those beautiful like since we're in Turkey, those beautiful Turkish cuisines. Like so like oh this beautiful kebab, and then sometimes especially the. Especially since here they use the same photos for every restaurant. Yes, every, everyone uses the same, uh, the same, the same photos. So, uh, and then the like smallest, like more like don't get me wrong, food here is amazing in general. But like the closest to the touristic places, the more uh, let's say. <laughs> distant from reality they will be in the when the more you go to little restaurant a little corner that's what they say quote-unquote authentic uh those are the ones that would be actually really 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 cool and uh look like the photos let's say right? <laughs> yeah but so uh i guess we should just uh close off also talking about the my project and your experience to it uh then it's like we're moving away from uh, Pamukkale, the, the, the waters, and going to this amphitheater. And I think we both had interesting experiences that I wish we could have recorded in the, in the place. But uh, okay. suddenly there was like, uh, it was too sunny. We we're super late for uh, other shoots that needed to happen before 
like there you cannot dance at uh, like at I noon. almost got a heat stroke so yeah so like <laughs> I think it's okay. uh, we said no no let's do what we need to do and we record in the end it worked out perfectly because we've got this awesome cool like cave in the middle of Cappadocia and also just side note about this like finding paths right uh, we passed one of the places I wanted to go to and then I said you know what there's a little road there Oh, let's just go on the little road. Then you stop, look around. Hmm, sure. Okay, let's keep going. Okay, let's stop and come back. Okay, let's stop and come back. I said like we three or four times. Literally, we're looking for a place where you can stop and turn car to go back. And we ended up here. Yeah, and then we saw, <gasps> I look, cave, cave. And, uh, and I think that's actually a good segue to the, the idea of the history, which is what people using the spaces to what they're used to, what they're mm-hmm. used for. And I think that's one of those things that I think both you and I got uh, like very inspired and touched by, I, it was a theater that was like 30,000 people could fit in that amphitheater. I Not 12,000? Thir- sorry, 13,000. 13, yes. Uh, and uh, when you go in, I remember like going up and there was like very few people and then I looked and then you go down and then you see nature, you see the whole beautiful landscape of Turkey on the background. You see the city on the bottom. You see the theater that used to have two stories, right? The, the, on the back part. And you see all that mass of space in stone that people could go. And today, and I noticed also that you could not go on stage. My original idea was to go on stage to create a photo of the, like with Yana, of the dancer, the person, performing right and I was like why am I so attracted to the idea of of the stage and then I thought because as a photographer as a as a as a as a musician too like in the have, have you been an actor also like I really enjoy the idea of performing and I I understand the idea of being on stage and I thought it was so cool that the in Pamukkale, you can go to the thermal waters. You can do sort of what they were, what it was meant to do. And in those big theaters, it's sad because they're not being used for performances. Mm-hmm. They're used sometimes for a little bit of a quick lecture here or there and do some clapping on the spot and see how cute it is. But you don't use it, right? And I even thought of, because I was downstairs, and I was listening to people clapping on the top. And then you see that reverberation yeah. and that mass. And then you hear that. It's like, oh, what if you create this beautiful art? Again, creating fiction in those times because they used to wear masks and doing all sorts of things like talk about photoshopping things that don't exist, right? Uh, but it's fiction to create uh, to create truth or to talk about human truths and our human d- desires, I think. And I was so inspired by that. And then I thought, oh, it wouldn't be great to actually record something here that was like transformed this spot into a performance spot once again. Mm-hmm. I know that there are places around the, the world where they actually use the ancient spots. Maybe this has a technical reason why not to like some structure compromise. But then I came up with this idea of this photograph of, as if I imagine this red carpet and the dancer coming down to, to, to the theater. And then my next step, since now I took the photograph, uh, that I wanted is to see how I can rec- and get all the context of the researchers that actually work with this and try to find someone that can help me recreate in 3D space this place. So it's sort of like, okay, if we can't perform here live, maybe you can find a way to perform here in a virtual mm-hmm. space in the 21st century. That's sort of like my, my, my influence on that, that spot. Mm. For me, that's what, of course, I really, really wish to see uh, the place from the perspective of stage, 
and to see all those and imagine like 12 to 13,000 people uh, in that amphitheater open space uh, uh, looking at you, it, it, it was uh, quite a wish <laughs> to I actually know. go there. She, they couldn't. And uh, yeah, for me, it was quite an emotional moment because I don't know, I was like, oh, maybe I'm just too tired or etc. But all those deep uh, emotions sometimes come out and we all have certain self-doubts, uh, criticism or self-sabotaging thoughts. So it was also that whatever emotion came through, I didn't even have a time to really stop and think because I usually don't get like emotional, like it's not that person that will see something and <laughs> start crying. <laughs> I'm not talking about movies, I'm talking about spaces. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, like whatever emotion came through at that moment uh, just means that there is something there. And um, for me, it was a good reminder that something to come back and uh, question yourself. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting how like even uh, like for me, it was because I know like uh, in your case, you're not used to also like to, we are walking so much here. And I know one thing that happens a lot when people go up mountains is that they experience this euphoria sometimes, like they mm. experience this like emotion because you're doing exercise, exercise, and, and the tired, 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 the sun, the sun, the sun, suddenly you stop. And in this case, you see this combination of natural beauty and the beauty of stage is like so deeply attached to what we do. Uh, they sort of like bring the true emotions of our deep, like, that's why people go up mountains, right? So it's um, it, it was kind of interesting to that we both. That's why, like, after I see you getting like very emotional there, and also me thinking like, um, like, oh, you can absolutely go on that stage and shine if you wanted to, and if it was available. And then I thought, okay, for the last what two thousand years, we haven't used that spot as a as a theater space. Right. And I thought, OK, let me create this uh, image. And of course, the whole site is uh, I'm not poo pooing the idea of conservation. Uh, this uh, space is actually a UNESCO heritage site like yeah. of uh, like basically uh, UNESCO has this list of all these amazing spots. And, and also they have untangible uh, 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 heritage of humanity. In this case, it's like a physical spot that is very important to the history of humanity. And uh, I understand why they are preserving and why they are, uh, let's say, uh, for whatever reason, they do not allow people to go into the certain areas, probably for uh, both conservation, maybe like structural damage or things like that. But there could have been done an effort eventually in history to, okay, maybe you can't do it on that theater specifically, but why don't we have in the 21st century, beautiful theaters like this. It's always this black box made of cement somewhere, mm. sometimes with tacky decoration. Don't get me wrong, there are theaters that are nice, but nothing is compared to this kinds of, in the middle of nowhere, right? So it was... Um, well, it's in the middle of nowhere right now. Back then, in those times, it was in the middle of pretty big... Uh, the edge, <laughs> in the edge of, uh, of the so, empire, but, uh, but still, like... Uh, why can't we do those kinds of things in stones, this master of stones, right? And speaking of master of stones, just to finish off, right, the next spots for us is we're going to be here in Cappadocia for a while. 
and uh, I'm actually very happy that we ended up recording here in this cave because as much as we have been carving things in stone to create beautiful things like in Cappadocia we're just starting to explore but they have all these caves underground cities and who knows how old those things are but I keep thinking like this spot is like there is this blasting sun close to us and people come inside these caves that they created to sit down and to talk and to prepare for the day and to do whatever people do, right? And who knows how many conversations like that have happened in oh, all yeah. these different languages, right, where we're sitting. And that's one of the cool things about uh, doing this artist date with you, that it's not only sharing and also like to share with you guys, like at least to me, uh, it's very cool to, that's why I wanted to do this, uh, this episode, like with more images uh, showcasing uh, what we're doing, but also this process of like, we're basically financing ourselves, this uh, lifestyle that we have. Uh, well, of course, with the help of you, whenever you join the Yellow Dance Club, link. Yeah, uh, but it really is really cool and uh, sometimes super tiresome and sometimes you lose faith and sometimes there are other opportunities of more security that you could have that you could at least chase and we decided that no let's go and try to create things and in this case there is stuff that we do that is let's say my own exploration in terms of uh, the interviews that I do or the photography that I do or the music that I create with Tiana with her dance and then the stuff that we create together that creates this uh, artist date. So anyway, uh, that's what I have to say about this cave. Any last yeah, thoughts? and very excited because uh, this is literally our first few hours in Cappadocia when with this adventures. So I can imagine upcoming almost two weeks and most likely a little More. bit longer. Uh, and uh, yeah, we'll see how the process goes and what topics will come up for the next artist date because yeah. we record this as as it goes and whatever comes up on our mind in our artist's uh, artistic life, yeah. creative life. So very excited for the Cappadocia edition and maybe even several ones. We'll see. It will probably be several. And so if you have any questions, if you have any comments, we'd love to hear from you. You can do that on YouTube. Subscribe to Yana's channel where this is hosted. Uh, you can send questions at yanadance.com slash artistate. Art Link the description to the video Link too. Link the description. You can do a comment on, on YouTube, but we're trying to get uh, people to send us and questions. And if you're really curious how our permacolor experience uh, uh, came out on social media, <laughs> you can follow our Instagram. We also will add a link. I usually post uh, like randomly mixed with others, so it's not going to be just Permicolor, but you will recognize photos from Permicolor and you probably recognize a lot of moments that we talked about yeah. and you will know the actual reality of how we created them. Yeah. So <laughs> like, subscribe and uh, we'll see you on the next Artist Date.